Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you'll have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. For my OG listeners, you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of Mocha Monday's tip of the week. So when we moved to the podcast, I couldn't just leave you without your mocha. Therefore, at the beginning of each episode, I give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity. This week's drop of mocha is transmutation is the process of going from one state to another. On this entrepreneurial journey, especially as multi-passionates, our whole driving force is to get to that destiny we feel in our gut we may not be able to identify it but we know we're destined for more so know that when you feel the pressure of life to actually feel the emotions work through those emotions because when you feel the heaviness or the darkness you are in a powerful place of transformation and transmutation so trust the process diamonds are formed under pressure otherwise they stay as cold but once they transform from one state to the next, they become one of the most expensive jewels on earth. Their value increases, and every, what is the saying goes, diamonds are a girl's best friend. So this week, journal about what feelings you need to work through, what feelings you've been avoiding, what feelings you've tried to sweep under the rug that have created a big old elephant in the room. And let's start working through those feelings so you can truly reach your calling and your destiny. Hardeen Mercier is a licensed clinical social worker, certified grief coach, and transformational speaker. She is also the host of the Redefining Grief podcast. Hardeen's life calling is to create non-judgmental spaces for broken hearts to heal so purposeful living can be restored. Herdeen believes that happiness and sadness exist in a delicate balance. She's committed to redefining how we as society understand grief. She defines grief as being a normal and natural reaction to any loss or change in normalcy. Through her teachings, Herdeen encourages individuals to understand that life is not perfect, but it must be lived. Herdeen strongly believes the goal is to not allow our unhappiness to overtake the good times, the successes and the laughter and joys in order to maintain our emotional well-being. As the founder of Redefining Grief, Herdeen has built a community of individuals committed to living their best life, anchored down in purposeful living, despite what life throws at them. Let's jump into today's episode. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? Good morning, Chatea. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. Um, and I guess, I, I, well, not that I should have said this before hitting record, but what I wanted to say too is thank you. Thank you so much for being you. You have definitely been a light, 
Um, you definitely got my, me and my whole life together and was like, go sit down somewhere and allow yourself space and time, right? And I so appreciate that. I really, really, really do. <laughs> You're um, welcome. Sometimes we need to be reminded that it's okay to sit down in a world that's telling us to go, 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 go. But it's okay to sit down and be still in the season. Mm-hmm. It truly and, is. And I, and I need it. And, you know, um, I always tell people that, like, I normalized or surviving was normalized for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so switching over to this whole thing of thriving and not mm-hmm. really knowing and understanding what that looked like was a real deal holy field. And so diving into the whole world of multi-passionate this year, mm-hmm. her, she, me being one, right? And so realizing that I've had to grieve a lot of things and didn't understand mm-hmm. that I was grieving a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And one of those things was the old version of me. Yeah. And this thing of knowing like logically in my brain Mm -hmm. that we want more we want to do more we want to we have this burning desire in our gut for bigger and better things Mm -hmm. and logically understanding that that means you're gonna grow you're gonna evolve you're gonna you know but not really realizing that that means you really gotta let go of a whole bunch of stuff but I also have to tell you, Jatia, grief is an emotional thing, not an intellectual thing. So grief, mm-hmm. is, grief is about the emotion. It it's is. not about your intellectual capabilities. And I'm glad you said that because for, <laughs> for me anyway, it was a struggle. And that's when you start to already. So as a multi-passionate, you already feel like something's wrong with you because everybody's telling you something's wrong with you and you need to you know niche down and you need to focus in all of that discouraging stuff and so when you then start to have this internal battle of the heart and mind then you really be like okay am I tripping am I really tripping right and so being able to understand one that you're not Mm -hmm. and two that it is a process an emotional process and that it's not gonna take overnight no matter how many times your brain tells you to get it together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you really, truly are becoming something new. Um, and you you can't be that thing without letting go of some other things. Mm. I, think, I think the true process of grief is I always think about it with your palms. You can't receive anything if your palm is closed. Mm-hmm. It's once you open your palm, you can release and receive only when your palm is open. That's good. So, so I really, I think people should really understand that, you know, oftentimes I say that you can't heal and try to activate your future um, at the same time. Mm. Let's can't. dive into that some more and try to activate your future at the same time. I think so many times people are trying to get to the future, not realizing they're gonna get to the 
future. You're always going to get to the future, but you're going to get to the future connected to your wounded self, not your healed self. Mm, that's good. So if you take the time and pause and heal, with healing comes evolution. I believe that. With healing comes evolution. So your future self is waiting on you to heal so that you can evolve and makes decision from a healthier mindset. Ah, oh, her thing. Mm-hmm. I just had like this big aha moment because I was sitting here and I was like thinking, cause you know, I don't know what day of the week it is. And so I was trying to figure out like, when did I start therapy? And then like, when did, because like the last four years seriously has been like a whirlwind because because life has happened, but also because things have happened so fast and so quickly, like with the business and purpose and clarity, like so much has happened in the last four years. And I literally had started therapy right before or during, it was before, it had to be before P2P. Because, yeah, we did, I want to say in 19, oh my goodness, I need, now I have to go look this up. Mm-hmm. But because you said that, now I'm really like, that literally may have been like the fire starter Mm -hmm. that's good stuff Mm -hmm. and it's stuff people don't think about you know I'm always reminding my clients and myself and my friends and my family slow it down so that you can heal it's okay Mm. what if we don't know or don't realize that we have something to heal from even though everybody has something to heal from because a lot of times we cope you know everyone one of the things that I teach um um, in my grief the grief anchors is the very first step is saying telling the truth is that truth anchor because I say when you tell the truth you liberate the soul Mm -hmm. anchoring down in that truth is the first step towards emotional freedom now if you are not willing to tell the truth about your pain your sorrows you are just going to allow that thing to really control you versus it so there has to be an acknowledgement before healing can be attached listen first of all (laughs) that just and you know what I realized is I realized before but really realizing coming back home right and I and I understand it's a cultural thing and I understand where a lot of the trauma stems from right um and I understand now more than ever that you know, the podcast is called the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it when you have clarity, you have that confidence and that courage to do things different and be different. And even the clarity doesn't have to be real clear. It's just, I'm clear that God has something more for me, even just starting there, right? Mm-hmm. And so being back home and the toxic things that have been taught and people hold on so tightly to them mm-hmm. because one of them being what happens in the home stays in the home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching all of these older people or seasoned people really not live up to the potential that they truly desire to and fake because they refuse to tell the truth to themselves and to others and it's like but you're so close mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you see we, how it hurts them as, I think as a society we have learned to wear a mask um, and not show up authentically so what people are afraid of if I show up authentically will people be in my life Mm. I still have people that will love me and show me because you know you're wearing a mask that's Mm. removing the mask and saying this is who I am yeah yeah and that and it takes courage right Mm -hmm. to do that especially when you've been wearing that mask for so long Mm -hmm. um and everyone else around you or a majority of them are wearing a mask as well Mm -hmm. and yeah but it's so like you said it's so freeing and liberating to take that mask off um And a lot of times how I describe being a multi-passionate is literally you are forced in this box Mm -hmm. and it's like strapped down and you just trying to break out and you want to break out. But every time you peek out, it's like just darkness and you don't know what's out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so once you actually do come out of that box and living authentically, like you said yourself, all of you, the Mm -hmm. extra stuff that people told you was too much. Mm-hmm. it's so freeing it is free it is free you know Jatia, I am a big believer that you have one life mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reminded of that daily um recently I think it was last summer I did a photo shoot at a funeral home and I remember the casket being empty and I'm putting my hands on the casket and I go, this is it. This is it. This is how it ends. I know the beginning and I also know the ending. Mm. I think why I live differently is because I know how it ends and I'm not coming back in this physical body again on this earth. And I think oftentimes when people are like, the response is, well, you live in heaven. No, no. The assignment was to live on this earth Mm -hmm. on purpose, doing Mm -hmm. purposeful things. And grief is this normal and natural reaction to heartbreak while living on this earth. And so I think oftentimes if you can understand the grieving process 
and understand that life is not without heartbreaks, when your heart breaks, you will have a game plan on how to heal it. Mm. I think oftentimes people get stuck in the why me is because they don't understand that there's a game plan. There's a roadmap to healing your broken heart. And sometimes healing your broken heart is learning to live with the hole in your heart. Because mm. some things just can't be filled. Mm-mm-mm. That's so much. Ugh, where do I start? Because the first thing, is, so the ABC is the clarity. A is accepting, right? And you were like, accepting that grief is part of it. Um, and I, I know I annoy people sometimes with my positivity, but mm-hmm. also accepting the fact that there's a gift in the grief mm-hmm. a lot of times. And mm-hmm. I know for me, I'm always like, God, did I really have to go through that part though? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, because otherwise you wouldn't have done what I needed you to do. Mm-hmm. And then the other part that came to mind when you said that is like, I tell people all the time too, my driving force, like when I don't want to do stuff and when I just don't feel like it, mm-hmm. is that I know that I know that I know that I know mm-hmm. what God told me to do. And I don't want to get to the pearly gates and he'd be like, nope, access denied because you didn't do what I told you to do. And for the longest, that analogy was used too, because before healing, it was people pleasing. That was, that was embedded in me. And I literally could see them on the other side of the pearly gates being like, but God, she helped me do that. He'd be like, yeah, but she didn't do what I told her to do. Because I was putting them first and wanting to give and help them and make their dreams come true and not ma- and not mine. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I had that that visualization, that's when I also got kicked in the butt. Okay, self-first is not selfish. And I had to grieve that, too, because it felt wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But like you said, it's like, you. this is what you're supposed to do on this side. Mm-hmm. And not getting it done because the time is limited mm-hmm. is like the fire under my behind to be like, okay, to see you. We don't feel like it today, but let's go. Yeah. 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 Mm. And really understanding you can grieve anytime your heart is broken. I think oftentimes people think you only grieve when death is involved. Mm-hmm. And it's not just when death is involved. It's when there's a divorce, the death of a relationship when there's a job change, when there's a graduation, possibly, but people are like, that's a happy moment. But how many of us have finished college, (laughs) graduated and go, but now what? Right. (laughs) Right? Exactly. (laughs) So there's that grief part process, you know? Um, There could be um, legal issues of why you grieve, you know? There's so many ways of why people grieve. I think the reason why people don't know how to grieve is because they don't know they have the right to grieve. Mm. That's interesting. They have not not given themselves permission to grieve. Yeah, because I was literally thinking you hit the nail on the head. It's like, she's reading my mind. I was thinking, what if you don't know how to grieve, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, 
Mm-hmm. It was, I don't want to be perceived as weak. You know, so a lot of times it was like, I'm a thug, I don't cry, right? <laughs> but I did cry. But then there was a season where I wanted to cry and I could not cry. Mm. Like literally remember being in the ocean trying to force myself to cry because I felt the heaviness mm-hmm. and I wanted to release it and it wouldn't come out. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, well, how do you? But the tears started back to flow after because that was like, we might need to go talk to somebody because we feel this. Mm-hmm. We've lost our happy and I'm a naturally happy person. Mm-hmm. Where's the happy? Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, okay, we found the happy. Now where's the peace? Mm-hmm. Um, and I so going. To to you that happiness and sadness can coexist. Yeah. Because Some a lot people... of people didn't know I was sad. Yeah, happiness and sadness can coexist. Um, Because you got to understand grief is just like this roller coaster of emotion. One minute you're completely fine, something comes on on the television screen that reminds you of your loved one, or you go into a restaurant and the banana bread smells like your banana, your grandmother's banana bread, and you're instantly triggered and begin to show emotion. So they can coexist. Life is not without grief. Grief is life. Yeah, that is true. That is so true. That that should be on a t-shirt, Harding. <laughs> <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt because I think I said this before we hit recording, but like the one thing when listening to you back in the day that really stood out was the whole, you can grieve anything. Mm-hmm. And most people don't realize the slightest thing. Mm-hmm. We grieve because like you said, it doesn't show up as death or we don't mm-hmm. recognize it as you know death or losing something mm-hmm. um, because we're only associating that with losing someone, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the one example that you gave that stood out, you were like, yeah, losing your hair, you can grieve that. And I was like, this is where, so literally, mm-hmm. Grief is life. Like every little thing, it doesn't have to be someone. It can literally be, it doesn't even have to be a tangible object, Mm -hmm. but grief is life. That should be on a Mm t-shirt. And you cannot put grief in the box. It just won't fit there. Just just like us as multi-passionate. (laughs) So that's what I was like. Um, when I was thinking, I was like, oh, you're perfect. You're perfect for this conversation because so many can relate to just that feeling of being trying to be forced into a box, mm-hmm. trying to force themselves into a box because others want to put them in a box mm-hmm. um, and it not fitting. And I want them to know that's the same thing with grief is you have to Give yourself the space and the grace to allow this to be part of the journey Mm -hmm. and whatever that looks like for you. Because like you said, people grieve differently. Yeah, people do grieve differently. And then I also would say that on this topic of not putting grief in a box, you have to clearly understand what the stages of grief. A lot of people, 
on different talk shows and I cringe. They're like, yeah, the stages of grief. You go through this stage, you go through this, like these five stages, right? Then you get to a place of acceptance. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh, when the creator, Dr. Um, oh my God. I'm when Dr. Ross created that, that's the stage that people go through if they got a phone call said they have terminal cancer. Mm. Not grief where you have lost something. There is no point of you get to a place of acceptance because some people just never accept. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Some people are like, well, I, I'm not in denial. Like, no, I'm not in denial right now. And they think they have to follow this thing and they check it. Nah, grief is like, I had just pulled the rug from under you and you flipping upside down, inside out, around in a circle. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what it does to you. And that's why I say it's important sometimes during your grief journey, you sit yourself down, you connect with the great therapist and you allow yourself to liberate your soul by, that's my second anchor is the heart anchor. And I believe heart can be restored. And the only way you can restore your heart is by taking the time to examine your heart. What's happening with your heart? Why is your heart broken? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's very, very important. It, it is very important because I've always... Um, going through this process, I've realized that once you find purpose, you start to lose people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's because I use the analogy of a sitcom, you know, this season, they're not meant to come back. If it's a soap opera, they might pop back up later. Um, and that's on you if you want to like, allow them back into your world. But they're not meant to go on the next version of your journey with you. Do you know why that is so hard, Jatia? It's because their assignment is over. Mm -hmm. It's time to say goodbye. But we had already envisioned they will be with us for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. But God is saying their assignment is over. Goodbye. Yep. I think sometimes we have a hard time saying goodbye because of the memories that we have together. Yeah, people are always like, but you've been friends for so long. And I'm like, time means nothing if they're going to slow down the time it takes me to get to my journey, you know, my destination. Like, mm -hmm. that means nothing. And I think it, it makes me think about you talk about your palm being open and closed mm -hmm. and like if you really are purpose driven you know and most visionaries see the big picture and you know the blessings it'll have for yourself and for others your hands and your palms have to be open to receive mm -hmm. and if you have too much in your hands mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to hold it mm -hmm. and so that person's assignment being done means now you have at least one more spot 
mm-hmm. for what you're supposed to be holding and doing in life. Um, and it doesn't take away the pain, but to acknowledge that, um, like you said, and in your heart. But again, you know, in my perspective, that it's it's the gift and the grief again, you know, it's the gift that now the seat can be filled with somebody who is supposed to go on this part of the assignment with yours, part of their assignment, you know. Um, so what are your what are your other anchors? My other anchor is the connection anchor. There's power in community, right? Um, oftentimes grievers isolate because people say the wrong things. They don't really know what they're feeling. So they don't feel safe to say what they're feeling because they often are not heard or seen. So there's power in community. Finding your grief community and acknowledging that your best friend, your mama, them may not be a part of your grief community because they don't have the emotional capacity to support us in this season. Because oftentimes what our friends want to do or our loved ones want to do is get you back to your old self, not realizing that the grief impact was so strong that connecting with your old self is that is being erased. And now developing a new self with this grief is the is is the norm right now. But they're trying to connect you back to your old self. And there's no longer going back to your old self because your heart has been shattered in a way that is just, it's only beneficial to you to create something new. Mm, that's so good too. Because the the not seen or heard right and not because they don't want to but just because they they don't understand they don't get it um and so finding that community that does understand and it's important to to know you're not alone and to feel seen and heard like that's empowering in itself and it's healing in itself Mm -hmm. um so yeah that that's so good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think people don't really understand that part of it, but your grief community, you have to develop um, Mm. for the season that you're in in order for you to find a safe space to heal. Yeah. And then my fourth anchor is the faith anchor. And that is trusting without reservation that everything is going to be okay. It's like anchoring in your faith, you know, that everything is going to be okay and understanding and acknowledging that it may not be the same, but Mm -hmm. God got you and you are going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the, you know, always the good and the bad happens for you, not to you. And once you have that mindset, it's Mm -hmm. like okay, this sucks. (laughs) I really don't want to feel this way or do this thing. But I know at the end of the day, it's for the betterment of me somehow, some way. A lot of times we we may or may not get to see that betterment, um, but that he does got you. It is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It is at the end of the day. Um, And, you know, I, I think... For me, especially, 
you've touched on all the ABCs, the accepting, the believing, and the connecting. Mm-hmm. And I know that all of those are hard things to do mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. um, in their own different and individual ways. But I have to find another word other than freeing, but like to be able to accept um, that is happening for you, not to you, and not get stuck in that why is it happening to me, mm-hmm. believing that it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. right? And connecting with those people that that see and hear you and understand you. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the most amazing feeling, mm-hmm. especially when you felt like the walls were closing in, right? Mm-hmm. To just be able to just be. And I want that feeling for everybody mm-hmm. um, and at all stages of life. And so that's why I really really wanted the world to know about her being because <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing um, and puts things into language that you can receive it and, and not just receive, but receive and believe it. Like it just, yeah. it sinks in and it makes sense. And mm-hmm. you understand that you're not the oddball out and, um, that it's going to be okay. And, and first to set down somewhere <laughs> to start to actually anchor down in yeah. the anchors. Um, and that very last anchor, I would tell you, Jatia, is restoration anchor. Emotional mm-hmm. well-being is possible for you. Emotional mm-hmm. well-being is possible for you. That's the goal. So you have to have that truth anchor, that heart anchor, that connection anchor, that faith anchor, and that restoration, emotional well-being is possible for you. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and when you get there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said so much. My brain is like, do, 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 do. Um, that is just so, so, so good. Um, so for you, because I'm like, which question do I ask you next? Um, <laughs> I remember, I don't remember what you were calling it before, but when you accepted that grief is your thing. And oh, I remember. Making grief sexy. Yeah, like I was like, and I was like, when I just remember when you were like, this is my thing. Mm-hmm. And the look and uh, like the that you had on your face. And so I guess what I'm really trying to ask, because grief is one of those things, like you said, making grief sexy is that mm-hmm. it's one of those things people would run away from possibly if yeah. that's their gift right uh-huh. and so many of us run away from our gifts because it's either not culturally accepted or you know it's it's not the sexy thing um, or it doesn't make sense to everybody else basically right um so so for you like what what did that process look like or feel like and 
and think, to get you to where you are? I think for me, it was in what I say, making grief sexy, because it was my conversation with God. I'm like, everybody that talks about grief, my God, they make it so boring. And I'm just like the life of the party. And But I have to understand that I've been in training since I was seven. I would go to funerals and be able to take in the emotions and ask the questions and just feel the weight of the family on me like and if my parents did not take me to the funeral with them I would cry if they left me home so I think God was always putting me in training so that when I when I got older it was like oh my god I get it like me doing this and people that knew me when I was younger are like this is a no-brainer it was a no-brainer, but I almost said no to the assignment because I was like, but it's not fun. It's not fun to talk about. Who wants to talk about these emotions? Who wants to talk about pain? People really just want to talk about all the goodness. And then I realized I have a gift of creating a safe space for individuals that is non-judgmental so that they can heal and get their sexy back. And so Come that's on. when I was like, make grief sexy. Come on now. And yes, yes, all of those keywords, safe space, non-judgmental, like, and it's so, so needed. It's so, so needed. So, because that was another thought, like when you came, I was just like, her name is so perfect for this season of the podcast. Because I was like, she understands, she has a gift that most people don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. And she's embraced it. And because of that, the impact that mm -hmm. you've had and, and the ripple effect of that impact. Because I know any and everybody that I know that is grieving, I'm like, Here's her Instagram page. Mm -hmm. You should reach out. To, I'm just going to slide this over there to you because I know how amazing she is. Um, and, and it's so needed. And like you said, so many people don't know how to handle it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and then let me, let me pause because I just jumped right on in. Mm -hmm. They have your bio. But I always want people to tell people who they are from their list. So can you tell the people who you are and what you do? I am Herdine Mercier. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and certified grief coach. I'm the host of the Redefining Grief podcast, and I love what I do. I love creating a safe space for individuals to heal without judgment and understand that once they heal, they can activate their future. I'm an international speaker. Um, I'm a retreat host. I just, I love what I do and creating a safe space so that individuals can heal. And I keep repeating that because I have realized not a lot of individuals have safe spaces. So it keeps them in a place of bondage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm the co-founder of Mercier Wellness and Consulting with my husband. Dr. Jameson Mercier. And you guys are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, ah, this has been so good. So I don't want to keep you all day. Um, my brain is just like buzzing. It's so much I'm like, 
I don't know which way to go and what questions to ask because I just feel like you are a bombshell of just a bombshell full stop like so many people <laughs> just need to know who you are and what you do because it will it sets you free in so many areas um but there there are a few questions that I ask people no right or wrong answer but um so I want to ask you as well okay. so what is something that you had to accept about your past, present, or your future um, to free you to reach the heights in business that you, you've met? Ooh, I think one of the things that I had to accept was that I was going to be different in this field. And I was going to bring something different. And it's okay not to fit in the box of norm because it was me when I decided that I was gonna be different to talk about grief, I excelled. That is, uh, that is right on the money because yeah, that is, I literally wasn't, I don't know, the other day, you know, I don't know what day of the week <laughs> I posted about you have to be odd to be number one mm -hmm. and how standing out and being different is what helps your people, your mm -hmm. people find you mm -hmm. and not blending in with the norm mm -hmm. um, because the normal is not so normal these days. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you said that because that is truly when you do excel is when you accept that. Yeah, I'm different, but I've been cherry plucked by God to do whatever this thing is. Mm -hmm. And once you get out there and you do that, then things, things definitely take off. They take flight. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So as cliche as it sounds, what's one thing that you have to believe to achieve? Hmm. That there's an ending to this. And it's my backwards thinking and my backwards planning. Like, I know how it ends. It ends with me being in the casket. My final ride in the vehicle will be in a hearse. You have to understand that you have an end date. And you have to be purposeful today, not tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I know. I told y'all I don't think like normal people think, but it works for me. Right. But when you was like, when you think backwards, I was like a lot of analytical and strategic thinkers think backwards. They start with the, either the solution or the end and they work backwards to figure out how best to get there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, if, if you acknowledge that part and then you work backwards, Hopefully the goal is that you live your best life, right? You will, live your, you will live your best life and you will not put your peace on the platter. Um, you will make sure that your peace is, how do I do, even begin to describe that? Like, your peace is non-negotiable. Your boundaries mm. are non-negotiable. How you live your life is non-negotiable. What you tolerate is non-negotiable because you know your time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. I um 
during that healing journey, I started to ask myself, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if I heard it somewhere, but I asked myself the question, Jatia, if you died today, would you be happy with your decision tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Because that was, you know, trying to get over the people pleasing yourself first is not selfish. And uh, most of those times I would be like, no. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I had committed to going to a birthday party and I was so dead tired. I was exhausted. And I was like, but you're a woman of your word, all those things in my head. And I was asked myself that question. And I was like, no, the answer is no, because I'm tired. And I called with all the fear in my heart that they were going to disown me. And she was just like, oh, no, we'll get together later. And I was like, oh, thank you. And so doing the hard thing and not getting the horrible result that I thought I was going to get, mm-hmm. you know, helped me to continue on. But yeah, it helped me to realizing that there is an end, live my best life in that moment. Absolutely mm-hmm. love that. Um, okay. So what or how has embracing all aspects of you contributed to your success or equipped you to do what you do? And I, I feel like we kind of touched on this earlier yeah. when you were talking yeah. about the seven-year-old version of you. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think the seven-year-old version of me in the 14-year-old version or 13-year-old version of me that asked, you know, oh my God. So that means if I am going to die, I ask myself the question, what is it going to take me to live? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. What is it going to take for mm-hmm. you to live? And I've been doing it ever since. For me, it was having a wonderful marriage, having children. If God has blessed us with three amazing children, um, it was family oriented. For me, it was important for me to live because I'm very family oriented that whoever I married, I got along with their family, like we became one. So I started creating a list of what it would take for me to live a purposeful life. And I'll be damned. I got it all. I I really got it all. I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to the podcast, I need you to figure out what it takes for you to live. Mm -hmm. And then post it some kind of way, whether it's you actually living, you post pieces of your list, and tag her dean and let her know (laughs) that this is what purposeful living looks like for you and that that question that she asked herself at 14 is now about to change your life at whatever age you are okay Mm -hmm. oh my god that's so good Mm -hmm. that's a that's a literal homework assignment (laughs) everybody journal what will it take for you to live Mm -hmm. and then go get it yeah Mm. That's good. Okay, last question. So any shout outs, who's in your squad or who have you connected with um, for success that keep you keep you going? You know, I would tell you my wisdom circle. is mm. so, They are my prayer crew. They are, um, they are the women that we laugh with. We send the TikToks. They keep me going. 
even when I'm down, if I have a down day, they know what to say. They they allow me to have that down day. But then the next day, they're like, all right, come on now, get yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say right now in this season, my wisdom circle. I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now tell the good people how they can find you. It'll be in the show notes. Um, but yeah, cause I'm going to definitely encourage them to go find you. <laughs> you can find all things about me at herdeanmercier.com, herdeanmercier.com, as well as all social media platforms, herdeanmercier, but where I really like to play is Instagram. So for sure, mm-hmm. DM me, have any questions, have any follow-up questions. It will be my honor to answer it. <sighs> This has been so good. Thank you so much. There are so many life lessons in this. There's so many correlations, um, just in general, that I know multi-passionates will be able to take away and hopefully encourage them and empower them to stand out and be different and accept that and accept grief and always let it show up and know that they can grieve any and everything especially this becoming process that they're going through um and that they can reach out to you um with your anchors to to get through it so they can activate their best lives so thank you thank you thank you welcome 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 Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast. I hope you'll come back next week and join us for some more. And with that, have a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Monday. And I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week.